comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praying with purpose. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. The Bible says, pray without season. Somebody say, pray without season. Say, pray without season. Say it aloud. Pray without season. Pray without season. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 8. Pray without season. The first one says, pray without season. That means pray without ending. It could also mean pray every time. It could also mean pray always. Then it says, praying always. With all prayer. Somebody say, with all prayer. Let's read it again. Praying always. Oh, say it aloud. Praying always. With what? All prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto. With all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always. Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Luke 18 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. Let's read that together. One go. And he spake a parable unto them. That men. Somebody say always to pray. And not to faint. Now, that, that establishes something that is very important. In all the three scriptures we have read, one thing is consistent. The fact that prayer must be continuous. Somebody say prayer must be continuous. In fact, James chapter 5 verse 17, I think we can read that one also. James chapter 5 verse 17 and the Amplified Version. James 5 17, prayer must be earnest. Prayer must be continuous. Elijah, Elijah was a man human being with nature set as we have, with feelings, affections, and constitution like ours. Now, I hope you understand what that means. Elijah was a man just like us. He was faced with the same infirmities. He was encompassed with the same weaknesses. All the challenges you have when you pray, Elijah had all of them. And the Bible says, he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and the rain fell not on earth for three years and six months. Now start from verse 16. My key emphasis is on verse 16. He said, confess to one another, therefore, your first slips, your first steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, somebody say earnest. Oh, say it aloud, earnest. Heartfelt, continued Prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic at its working. For some people and for most Christians, prayer is not continuous. We don't get to see the experience, the power 
in prayer because prayer has not become a habitual thing with us. And you see, when you don't know a purpose, the purpose of a thing, Dr. Mars Moreau said abuse is inevitable. Not only will you abuse it, but you also underuse it. When you don't know that prayer has so much power for your existence as a child of God, for your victorious living as a child of God, and for your all-round success, you are likely to take things for granted. Bible repeatedly says that we ought to pray always and not to faint. For you to be able to pray always, for you to be able to pray without ceasing, it is fundamental that you understand why we pray, the purpose of prayer. A consistent life of prayer cannot be lived without a sound understanding of the purpose of prayer. Why did God institute prayer? For most of us, when we hear of prayer, the only thing we think about is sending our petitions and requests before God. That is part of it and we we'll get to see that. But is that all there is to prayer? When we come to praying, is it all about our needs? So if you don't have any major needs, you don't have a health need, you don't have a, a marital need, you don't have a financial need, you don't have any need of any sort, does it mean that you are free from the responsibility of prayer? It's certainly not because there are people in life who have nothing. They need, physically, they need nothing. Everything they need is made available. Prayer means much more than meeting our needs. It's part of it. I don't want to discount it at all. It's, a, it's an important part of prayer. But it's not the most important part of prayer. The most important part of prayer has to do with the first purpose of prayer. And the first and most important purpose of prayer is fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. fellowship. Say fellowship. fellowship. Shout it aloud. Fellowship. fellowship. That's, that's the, the foundational purpose of prayer. Now, come to think of it. Adam in the Garden of Eden, what did he need? Everything he needed was made available. In fact, it was made available in excess. Everything he needed. Everything he needed. So, Adam had no need, but we are told that in the cool of the day, God will come and have fellowship with him. God will come in the cool of the day and share fellowship with Adam. The only thing Adam lost, where that led him to lose every other thing, was when he broke fellowship with God. And a lot of us have many needs that are not being attended to. In fact, the more we pray about them, it looks like the far rich they become from us, simply because the fellowship connection is not there. For some of us, the reason why God has not attended to the needs of our lives is because the moment he, he sorts everything out, he may never hear your voice again. Never. And he knows you. The Bible said he knows our thoughts from afar. He knows your thoughts from afar. When you lift up your voice to pray, it is about your job. Lord, sort out this job. Sort out this job. Sort out this job. Sort out. Give me a major breakthrough. And he knows that once the major breakthrough comes, that is the last time you hear. He'll hear of you. And because fellowshipping with you is more important than your breakthrough, he will rather keep the job on hold so that you will keep on coming, 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 coming. Am I communicating somebody here? Fellowship is fundamental. If you are going to make the most out of your Christian work, one of the things you need to learn is to fellowship with God. You see, we have a relationship with God by the death of Christ and our confession of faith in Christ. We have been made the children of God. 
I don't know those of us who are raising children. I don't know whether you are most excited when your children come to you every time and the thing they tell you about is daddy, I want chocolate. Daddy, I want ice cream. Daddy, I want this. The you hear it until you are tired. The next time they are coming, you are not even happy to see them. Praise God. And for the average Christian, prayer has been turned into a means of receiving things from God. Do you know that Jesus never had any need to pray for? But he was praying all the time. Praying all the time. In fact, the Bible says in the book of in the book of Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Luke 6, 11 and 12 quickly. Luke 6, 11 and 12. Go to verse 12 please for me. Luke 6, 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out to a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. What was he asking for? Did he need a car? Did he need a wife? Did he need a child? All night in prayer. All night in prayer. All night in prayer. If all the things you desire of God were given to you, will your voice ever be heard? Will God still have any of you at all? You see, all of, you see God knows you much better than you know yourself. Most of the time, we come to God and it's like we are trying to buy God's favor. Listen, the man knows you. He knows you too well. He knows you too well. David says, he knows my thoughts from afar. He knows the thoughts you think in 10 years to come, God knows it. He's read them in detail. He knows it. He knows it. At this your small level, you don't even have time for God. At this your small level. So, when he shifts your level, high power. You have legitimate excuses. Fellowship. Fellowship. The Bible says, 1 John chapter 1 verse 3, he said that which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you that you may also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father. Do you know that when fellowship is really working, usually people don't ask things. Oh, ask couples who are really... Uh, married and they are stable and there's peace in the house. When you are enjoying the marriage, you, your wife doesn't need to ask you something. Only, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, you see, the fellowship must be tight. When Solomon appeared before God, he carried several burnt, 1,000 burnt offerings and he brought it to God. God said, Solomon, uh, why are all of these incense that are coming to me? I'm smelling something very, very good from you. What is happening? He said, I came to love you. I came to just tell you how much you mean to me. You are more than the word to me. I just love you. Lord, I love you. That's fellowship. Fellowship. Immediately, God says, Solomon, you mean it? Ah, <laughs> you really mean it? Solomon, okay. <laughs> now you are king. One of the things you need as a king is wisdom. So, so you know what? I'm going to give you wisdom. And beyond wisdom, I'm giving you something you did not ask for. Fellowship. Fellowship. The other day, Abraham stood in the presence of God, sharing fellowship with God. And while he was in fellowship, God said, ah, Abraham, there's something I've been meaning to tell you. But you, when you come into the presence of God, 15 seconds, you are gone. <laughs> Praise God. You simply don't have time for God. Let, let me tell you something. Our word is not going to get any less busy. The word is going to get busier and busier 
as the end of age comes, the world is going to get busier and busier and busier and busier. And yet, the Bible says, they that do weakly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. How do you get into intimate knowledge with, of God? Fellowship. You can't, you can't know your wife much when you don't spend time with her, listening to her, talking to her. That's how you get to know people. To know God well, spend time before him. Have time for God. Make a time for God. You can be all over the place. I'm telling you, as a, as a doctor, as a pharmacist, as a lawyer, you stay in the presence of God and then you fellowship with him before you go to court. You will not just be speaking by heart. Your thoughts will be ordered. You'll be, God will be giving you utterance where you need it most. I'm not communicating somebody. Listen, when you stay in fellowship, it shows in every area of your life. Every area of your life. God talks to you about things. He speaks to you about events before they happen. You are in the shop. Somebody, be, while you are in fellowship, it will come to you like a flash. People come to you and in, while they are speaking, it's as if you have heard everything they are saying. Because you are in touch with God. Fellowship is critical. God made us principally. That's what the Bible says. God made us in his image. In the image of God created he male and female created he them. What is the image of God? John 4 verse 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So Adam was principally made a spirit being. So he could share fellowship with him. Somebody say fellowship. Say fellowship. Understand that an intimate relationship with God can never be built without a lifestyle of prayer. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 145, verse 18, he says, the Lord is now unto all them that call upon him. It simply means that the Lord is far from all them that refuse to call upon him. The Lord is far. I don't know what you are doing, but I can't imagine God being far from you. Thank God the Bible said he is with us. He said, I will be with you till the end of age. But you see, if Jesus is really with you, it will show. Most of us, we, all we talk about is the omnipresence of God. That is his universal presence with all of us. That's true. But you see, when the disciples were on the sea and the storms came, his presence stepped into it and everything was turned around. God cannot be with you and you are overwhelmed. You are contemplating suicide with the presence of God with you. It's impossible. I'm not communicating here. It's foundational. Nothing comes close to it. James 4, 8. He said, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. Draw nigh unto me. You want to be close to me? Come close. And I'm ready to come close. Jesus was praying every time. In the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says, and after our Luke 11, 1, he was after he had prayed and ceased. And it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, his disciples came to teach us how to pray. He was praying. This was all divine. This is the son of God. This is the sinless son of God. He knew no sin. You were born again. You were redeemed by the blood. His blood was sinless. And he was praying. He depended on God perpetually. No wonder the Bible says, he says, I and my father are one. Can you imagine when you and God are one? You wake up in the morning, if you are traveling, you and God are one. Whether you should make the trip or not, you and God are one. So he speaks to you about it before it happens. You and God are one. 
You meet somebody and whatever the person is saying, you and God are one. You become an unbeatable guy. Am I communicating with somebody here? Prayer is your lifetime asset. The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 29, he said, the father, he that sent me is with me. The father has never left me alone. For I do always the things that please him. As I close, three ways to enjoy regular fellowship with God through prayer. One, create an ideal time and place for daily fellowship with God whenever possible. Create an ideal time. Create an ideal time. Thank God you are on legal vacation. Those of you are lawyers. This is time to create an ideal time to share fellowship with God. Create time to share fellowship with God. Share fellowship. Create time. When we are in this week of fasting and prayer like this, that is the time to act. No matter how busy you are, make some time. Take some time off. In order to be able to pray, you are fasting anyway. So, those of you who are at work, you are fasting. So, if you are not fasting, without going for lunch, what do you do with your lunch time? That's a time you can share, stay in fellowship with God. Reasoning with God. Great time. The Bible says in Mark chapter 1 verse 35, and Jesus rising up a great while before day, he departed and went into a solitary place and there he prayed. Solitary place and there he he departed, rising up a great while before that he departed and went to a solitary place. And there he prayed. In the book of Psalm 55 verse 17, he said, Even in morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, he shall hear my voice. If you can't pray in the morning, you can pray at noon. If you can't pray at noon, you can pray in the evening. Am I communicating somebody here? Vital! No excuses whatsoever. Number two, learn to fellowship with God in prayer anywhere at any time. You see, there is a part where you sit, you create a place where you meet with God daily. But you see, there are times, for instance, maybe if you are not, you are nursing a baby as a mother, your sleeping time is not in your hands, really. So when the baby uh, is awake, you are awake. When the baby sleeps, that's when you may, this, so you, you can't create, you can't have an ideal time. Sometimes the sleeping pattern can even change. So you can have an idea time where you will fix. So at any point in time at all, you can be praying. I like it when the Bible refused to put time limit on prayer. He said, pray without ceasing. So any time is a good time to pray. Praise God. Any time is a traffic time. How many minutes do you stay in traffic with your, your glass rolled up and you are sitting and wasting your time on radio. That's a good time to speak in some Holy Ghost songs. Am I communicating to somebody here? That's a good time. That's a good time. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 8, he said, I will that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. Pray everywhere. Somebody say pray everywhere. That means you can pray when you are sitting on the WC. You can pray in under your shower. You can pray anywhere. Pray everywhere. You are looking for time. Pastor, I hardly have time. Listen, you have time. When you were bathing, what were you doing? When you sat on the thing and you were dropping stuff, what were you doing? When you were in the traffic and people were just talking by heart, what were you doing? Bible says, I would the men pray everywhere. Everywhere is a prayer place. Somebody say everywhere. everywhere. Get to your consulting room before patients walking. You blast in some Holy Ghost tones and your spirit is quickly settled before everybody comes. Praise God. Pray everywhere. Pray everywhere. Pray everywhere. 
Satan knows you are busy. Satan knows you don't have time. And he has used that to beat you for a long time. But thank God, the Bible says God can hear us everywhere. He is everywhere and he can hear you everywhere. Can somebody say an amen? amen. The purpose of prayer is fellowship. 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 Most of us, our crisis, eh, bottom line, is lack of regular fellowship with God. Regular fellowship. Regular fellowship. People, you should not contact, you contact them. Relationship, you should not enter, you enter. And all kinds of things are going on, you don't understand. It's because there's no fellowship in place. Why? Because the way of a man, the Bible says, is not in himself. It is not man that worketh to direct his path. It's risky to live your life at the mercy of your brain. Your brain is too small. Your brain is too limited. Your brain can't tell even what will happen tomorrow. So when all your life is lived at the mercy of your brain, you are of all men most miserable. All your calculations can fail in one second. Thank God for the power of the brain. But the power of your brain can never supersede the power of your spirit. Praise God. When your spirit is in charge, your life is in charge. And I pray that grace to constantly and perpetually stay in fellowship will rest upon you. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Finally, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. That's number three. Learn to pray in tongues. Develop the habit of praying in tongues extensively. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues extensively. Pray in tongues extensively. Pray in tongues. Some of the tongues you are praying, you don't know what's going on, but a lot of things are going on in the realm of the spirit. By the time you settle, that's when you begin to know, the Holy Ghost begins to bring you interpretation one after the other. Receive grace to live a prayerful life. I said receive grace to live a prayerful life. In the name of Jesus. By this communion, the same grace that was upon Jesus that made him to live a tireless prayer life, may that grace rest upon you. I said may that grace rest upon you. In the name of Jesus. Satan will not take advantage of you anymore. God will help your prayer life. Grace is coming upon you to be prayerful. In the name of Jesus, you will enjoy your relationship with God like never before in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that not only are we receiving energy through this communion to pray, but we are also receiving the desire and the passion for prayer. Thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Blessing tones for a while. Lagaso granda bali bahanda labako sebra diva handasa. Rega bali bro segre de kelebe senda de be kelele bossi andalaba. Rabaso brandaba. I'm not born again. I don't have a relationship spiritually. There is none. And I want to come into a relationship with God. If you are here like that. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You want to come into fellowship with the Father? The Bible says, as many as receive Him. He gave them power to become the children of God. You are here. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God's free gift to man. You want to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Don't feel ashamed of nobody. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Sister, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Any other hand, lift up your hands wherever you are. Don't feel ashamed of anybody. Lord, thank you. Sister, say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I admit I'm a sinner. And I believe that your son died for me. I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. And I believe in my heart that he's my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me and making me your own. 
in Jesus' precious name. Father, thank you for saving her soul. Thank you, Lord, for planting her in your house, causing her to become fat and flourishing in your house. In the name of Jesus, I honor you and I bless you for your life. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory access and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor fuakwa please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor fuakwa on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website at www.faithhouse chapel.com for any other information fellowship with us this and every sunday for our two english services 6 30 a.m first service 8 45 a.m second service and on wednesdays for our word encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m at our church auditorium on the top floor of nana ama ejakuma plaza opposite the unity oil station santasi roundabout kumasi ghana god richly bless you Bye.